Well, the eyes of the world might be on Tokyo at the moment, but in the home of the 2032 Olympics, there's been plenty of local football played over the course of the weekend. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review's NPL Sunday. Scott and Adam with you. As you, Adam, thanks for joining me once again on this abbreviated version of the Brisbane Football Review. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Like I said, yeah, focus is on Tokyo at the moment with our national teams going going around, but obviously we still found the time to uh, focus quickly on the local game. We did, and Matiola is kicking off in about 25 minutes from now in t- at the time of recording this. We'll go through the results of the weekend, starting in NPL Men's Round 18 on Friday night. Adam, the game which you which you watched extensively for us, Peninsula Power, 6-1 winners in the local derby over Morton Bay United. Gold Coast Knights 3, Brisbane Raw 0. Lions 5, Redlands 0. Capalabar 3, Magpies Crusaders 0. Brisbane Strikers 4, Logan 2. And the games played today, Sun Coast Wanderers 1, Gold Coast United 0. Olympic FC 0, Eastern Suburbs 0. Now, we will go right back to the game which you did watch for us on Friday night, Adam. In the local derby up there in Morton Bay, why don't you talk us through it? A big win for Peninsula Power. Well, if there's any questions about Peninsula Power and um, after their loss uh, to Olympic, they were certainly dispelled in about seven minutes as uh, <laughs> Peninsula Power, they were just ruthless. Um, a bit, bit of controversy on the first goal, uh, whether Luke Plummer was offside or not, but after that, it was just one-way traffic and 5 uh, nil at half-time. Uh, Peninsula Power, basically, yeah, they... They, they just were too good, and um, I think there are uh, any doubts about their premiership uh, defence. Uh, they, 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 went, they went as quick as the rain did. Absolutely. A couple of goals there from Andy Pengilly, taking him to 21 for the season now, so he's in great goal-scoring form. And you're right, they, they bounce back incredibly strong, don't they, Peninsula Power? After their last loss, they went about 18 games unbeaten, I think it was, and they're just a perfect bounce back once again. Yeah, and the uh, one thing as well, they I think it was probably the worst possible time for Morton Bay to face them as well, because that's now six six uh, derby matches in a row where Peninsula Power has scored three or more goals against them. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a problem uh, for the uh, to uh, try and keep out the the neighbours because they seem to be scoring for fun at the moment. And they're still trying to chase that scalp, aren't they, Morton Bay? They're right, they're in the fight for the top four, but they just can't seem to get a scalp against those established teams. Yeah, and I think that's that may ultimately be what maybe they're undoing is that it's one thing to to show you know good form against the size below them, but yeah, you're right. They're going to need a scalp. Um, they, they do do own the scalp of Young Raw, but other than that, um, yeah, they they need a win against against the top four side uh, because yeah, eventually they come down to it. They're they're the points drop that are going to matter in this in this um, finals chase. Absolutely. You mentioned the Young Raw there. Well, you were watching the Morton Bay Derby. I was watching the clash between the Brisbane Raw Academy and Gold Coast Knights down there at the Croatian Sports Centre. And despite being the away team all night, it was a comfortable 3-0 win for Gold Coast Knights. They thoroughly deserved that win in the end of the day because they dominated large parts of the game. The Raw weren't quite at their absolute sharpest. Nathan Foster made a couple of nice saves, but it was goals from Curtis Stollery, Kai Tipaldo and Jason McQuarcy all in the second half that gave the Knights a really important win for them, Adam. We've seen them drop points in the last couple of weeks to games, which you would never have expected to happen. This was a really important bounce back for them. Yeah, it is. So they, they dropped uh, they dropped points to both Kapalabar and uh, Brisbane Strikers in the previous week. You know, two sides are, are struggling at the moment. Maybe Kapalabar not so much, but uh, especially against a bottom place 
Brisbane Strikers. That form seems to be frank since. But, um, yeah, no, important win for Gold Coast Knights just to get them back into that finals picture because uh, after those uh, after that draw and loss of their past previous games, the sort of talk that, you know, their, their top four spot was... Um, was not sealed themselves, so they have to they have to keep winning. This is a good way to sort of, I guess, right the ship. They might be back in the top four. We'll talk about that in just a moment. One team who's not in the top four, but they're in a good vein of form moment, actually, Adam, is the Brisbane Strikers. 4-2 winners against Logan Lightning. It's it's unlikely they're going to get themselves out of the bottom three, given their start to the year, but they've really picked up in form in the last few weeks, haven't they, ever since that trip up to Magpies? Yeah, it's almost like uh, the, the, all of a sudden it's um, it's just starting to click for them. Like you, you're right, they're probably they're probably too far off now to be able to sort of you know, salvage this, and it's, it's probably not them. It's the three being three teams going down, and that fourth team being yeah you know, at the moment 10, 10 points ahead of them. It's um it's going to be difficult to peg that back, but I think it's good signs going forward that you know, that maybe you know with a bit more luck and it's a bit more sort of um, I guess you know togetherness earlier in the, in the first half of the season. Uh, look, it's it's bode well for, you know, perhaps a return, you know, maybe in, in two seasons' time. But, uh, look, you never you never know. And until, the, um, until it's official, you can't rule them out. But I think it's going to be very, very difficult. But this is the sort of stuff they need to at least, you know, you know look like that they're staying to you know, put it together and put a run together. Absolutely. It is positive signs for what is a very young group there. And it may be too late, it may not be, but it's certainly positive signs in the last two weeks. And to your point, some really good building blocks. Now, we did just finish watching the game between Olympic FC and Eastern Suburbs. That was a nil-all draw. Great result there for East away from home at their near at their near local rivals. We won't go into that too much, Adam. We will focus on the earlier game in our Sunday doubleheader, which we covered, which was the Sunshine Coast Wanderers. 2 nil winners over Gold Coast United. And we'll go through the table in a moment, but thanks to goals from Ethan Galbraith and Riley Campbell, the Wanderers find themselves in the top four. Yeah, welcome to the top four Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Uh, yeah, and then look, they, they were probably, and obviously with the result at Goodwin Park finishing nil all, uh, then we thought maybe it might have been a couple of hours uh, in the top four, but they're going to spend a week there because um, they're sitting in fourth and with games in hand, especially on uh, Gold Coast Knights, they they definitely could um, really factor into this, this uh, top four race. They do have a tough couple of weeks, well, tough couple of games ahead of them. They've got uh, they've got uh, Young Raw on uh, Wednesday night and then Olympic next week. So that will probably see that will really test them as far as whether they are a top four, four quality team. But based on their performance against Gold Coast United today, uh, you'd say that they 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 could probably hang with them. But um, yeah, they they seem to be a very you know compact. You know, tight, no, no fuss side based on what they did today. And while Gold Coast United had their chances, in the end, uh, it was Sunshine Coast that took their chances this afternoon. And uh, look, 11 wins this season for them. Absolutely. And they, look, they beat the teams that are supposed to beat Sunshine Coast ones. And if you can do that, you're going to find yourself moving up the table consistently. And you're right, these two games against Raw Midweek and then Olympic are going to be a really good problem of exactly just how good they are at home. I think they can really challenge them both, to be honest with you. I think the Raw went up there earlier in the year and put on a clinic against them, but that was much earlier in the season and the Raw had a very much different side side out. I think they did a right down here against Olympic as well. So I think there could be they have very, very good chance of getting something out of those two games. And if they do, to your point, they've got the games in hand they have against Magpies, and I think they have one other game in hand as well. Against East. Th- against East at home as well. So they are in a really good position mm-hmm. Looking into the final third of the season, we'll go through a table now. Peninsula Power they are top of the table by ten points 
over the Brisbane Royal Academy, 45-35. to 35. They have a game in hand. Gold Coast Knights are back into the top, are back into third place on 34. Sunshine Coast Wanderers, they're also on 34. Olympic down to thir- down to fifth on 33. Then Moreton Bay on 30. Lions, 29. East, 25. Logan, 21. Capalabar up one spot into 10th place on 20 points. Gold Coast United just above the relegation zone in 11th on 17 points. And you've got the Brisbane Strikers on seven. Redlands, six. Magpies, Crusaders State is six. So just... So there's still a 10-point gap there, Adam, in terms of that bottom bottom three to to, to um safety with the Gold Coast United, who have three games in hand still. So it is it's still a mountain to climb. Yeah, and that's, that's why I think even though Gold Coast United lost, and two two of those three games are against uh, Peninsula Powers, so. It's certainly not. Uh, you would expect that it won't stretch out any further than, than you know, than maybe 13 points when they all catch up, because uh, you'd expect Peninsula Power probably to both win both those games home and away. But um, yeah, look, as I said before, until until the, the number of games to catch them runs out. Um, especially with the form that Brisbane Strikers are in, they're probably going to believe that they're a chance. As for Redlands and Magpies Crusaders, uh, the way they're playing at the moment, I, I think they've... Um, look, I'm not going to say they've given up, because you, you'd, ne- you'd expect that at this level they wouldn't give up, but I think it's it's situation, I think, is almost hopeless for them. I think um, sort of relegation sort of beckons for those two. But uh, look, Brisbane Strikers, they'll, they'll keep trying. I think that's, that's all they can do as, as a side... Um, Especially that they uh, in form, is they can just just keep on trying to, you know, pick up the points. And look, who knows if Gold Coast United, if they lose every other game this season, including the games that catch up, who knows? We, uh, we, yeah, it's, it's just going to be. I guess they can't give up a hope. That's the main thing. Absolutely, I think you're right about Redlands and Magpies. It just doesn't seem you can't really see where the next point comes from at mm. this point for either side. But I think you're right with the strikers under Vedran Besivagovic. He's certainly got that side competing a lot more. We'll have to wait and see. About 20 points is usually the cutoff at the bottom end of the MPL table in terms of that relegation area. So we'll have to wait and see if the strikers can get to that point. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Moving on, we'll, there was no MPLW this weekend due to the fact that I think it was a programmed weekend off for that competition. Yep. It resumes next weekend after the competition split during the week. So we'll move on to FQPL 1 in the men's competition and go through the results there. There was one game which was rained out between Western Pride and South West Queensland Thunder. That will be played on Tuesday night. For the games that were played, Southside Eagles 3, Wynnum Wolves 0, Rochdale Rovers 3, South United 1, Holland Park Hawks 1, Ipswich Knights 1, and Sunshine Coast Fire 3, Mitchelton 1. That's a great result for Sunshine Coast, Adam. Yeah, um, that's let's put them up to seventh on the on the ladder. Um, and, and all of a sudden, we we're sort of talking a couple of weeks ago, saying that if they didn't start winning games soon, they may be staring the barrel of relegation to FQPL two. But uh, a couple of wins, and all of a sudden, they're um, they're back in the mix. Absolutely, and the league leaders, Brisbane City, they did have their second schedule by of the season, so they remain on thirty nine points. Racedale Rovers did cut the lead to them to two. So they're on 37 now. However, Brisbane City have three games in hand. So the gap is close at the top. But in reality, when Brisbane City play their games in hand, it probably won't be close in the end of it. But we'll have to wait and see. Thunder are third on 27 and Western Pride fourth on 22. And then there is this mid-table logjam, Adam, with Southside Eagles 19, Mitchelton 19, Sunshine Coast 5, 15, Ipswich Knights 15, and then the Holland Park 12, 
South United 12, Wynnum Wolves 10. So there's there's a game gap now between the the last place side who is guaranteed safety in FQPL 1 and the teams dropping down to FQPL 2. Yeah, like I said, this, this race is going to be tense. And, and look, you'd say that you know pretty much from about probably Western Pride down, that any side can beat the other in um, in this competition. I think, obviously, the Brisbane Sea, Rochdale and... Um, and Thunder probably at that next level where they'll they'll probably if they're gonna lose points, drop points will be to each other. But from there on, it is a very, very open competition. So one or two wins against teams around around them um could could you now get them out of trouble. So that's even Wolves being at the bottom. That's what they can bank on. They've got to start beating teams around them. And if they can get on a two or three win run, then they may they may be looking better. But um yeah, that's gonna be a fascinating race though to, to the last round. Well, that's kind of what South Sudan has done, hasn't they? They were down in that in that quagmire for the last couple of mu- couple of weeks, and they got a couple of good results. Now they're up in the fifth place, and they're looking to potentially push for that fourth spot in the in the final series. So it can change very quickly for anybody in that battle because it is very very close. There, we'll move on now to FQPL two, Adam, where there was a full round of fixtures played, and as always in the League of Goals, there were plenty of goals on show. Mag- Magic United 3, North Star 2, Turinga Rovers 2, Virginia 1, Sanford Rangers 7, Coomera Colts 2, and in the final game played today, which was a very, very close contest, Caboolture 1, Grange Thistle nil a game decided by a penalty in the last 15 minutes, Adam. Yeah, um, obviously we'll, we'll uh, keep an eye on um, the MPL game, so it didn't just catch catch that but uh reports were that that penalty was uh very very dicey as far as there may have been a little nil a little bit of controversy in that so um but yeah but um yeah Sanford Sanford seven over over Coomera two um that was playing in very very tough conditions over at the Parklands um obviously um unless you're living under under a um a bomb shelter or something, you know, in Brisbane today, you know, it was very, very windy out there. And, um, yeah, and, but to, to put seven goals on, that's a fair effort. Absolutely. Um, hat-tricks for Dane Forsyth and Jay Broughton out there for, for Sanford. So there was certainly plenty of goals on show out there at the Parklands in the League of Goals. Looking at the table in FQPL 2, it's largely the same as it was the week before. Caboolture maintained their lead at the top of the table by five points, over Turing Groves, I believe they play midweek in a very important catch-up game. So it's 40 plays 35. Then you've got Grange Thistle 27, North Star 20, Magic United 20, Sanford Rangers up into sixth place on 16, Virginia down one spot into seventh on 14, and Coomera still on one point for the year. That game in midweek between Caboolture and Turinga will be absolutely crucial, Adam. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, uh, that's 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 a huge game. Uh, more so for Taringa than Caboolture. I think Caboolture can afford to drop that game, but Taringa at the moment they're under siege from uh, Grange Thistle as far as that second spot goes. And while um, there's only one spot for for promotion up to FQPL one, uh, I still think for, for from a final series point of view, uh, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see uh, Taringa or Grange Thistle who finish in in second place. Absolutely. Now, there, we, mentioned, we mentioned last week, and there was a new competition forming this week in Queensland. It is football FQPL women's, and it kicked off this weekend, as I mentioned. And the results were are, on Friday night, Brisbane City 4, Gap 2, Olympic FC 2, Logan Lightning 0, 
Virginia United 3, Western Pride 3 in a high-scoring contest out there at Albert Bishop Park. And out in Toowoomba this afternoon, Southwest Queensland Thunder 4, Peninsula Power 3. They nearly blew this, Adam. I was watching the... I was keeping up with this over the course of the afternoon. Southwest Queensland Thunder had the, had a comfortable lead and they almost let it slip right at the end. Yeah, uh, three three goals late to Peninsula Power. And um, yeah, but the two sides are probably the the bottom two sides in the league uh, going go out out of the um the combined competition they they put on quite a show up in again very tough conditions especially up in Toowoomba so um look I think that they they may potential power they've had a wretched season but I think they may build from that now I'm going to talk about more in a sec when we get to our our usual weekly segments uh as well so I'll have to wait until you've got in store for that one before we get to that however we won't go through the table in the FQPLW because there's two reasons. Number one, if it's it's very very early, we're not a hundred percent sure if the if the points tallies do continue. So I have to check on that and get an update for you next week. But Brisbane City do currently lead the standings. If it has reset, we'll have to wait and see next week. Now, before we do go on to that segment which you're referring to, Adam, the semi-final draw for the Kappa Women's Super Cup took place during the week, and these fixtures will be played in the next couple of weeks. It's Brothers Townsville hosting Western Pride. And Logan Lightning hosting Lions FC. A couple of very intriguing matchups there. Yeah, um, look, brothers, bro- brothers Townsville up in uh, up in Townsville home against Western Pride. Like, while Western Pride, you'd expect probably to win that game. I think obviously travel and going actually going up there into into North Queensland, that that might be as big a challenge as actually playing. Uh, the, the the team the opponents themselves so that that'll be a fascinating contest to see what happens I don't expect Western Pride to win that but look you never know absolutely now before we get to your favourite segment on performer a little bit we do have to touch on something which happened out at Mitchelton today it's a it's not nice what happened out there is it a serious injury occurred to a spectator out there at at the games at Travel Park this morning and we hope that everyone is okay. Yeah, it's uh, shocking news um, to, to come out of that. It's look, uh, investigations going, so we don't ongoing, so we don't want to speak ill or try and sort of you know, you know, I guess allude to it. But um, yeah, obviously the high winds today knocked over one locked over the, the scaffolding that normally houses the um, the camera position for streaming for the games. Um, there were no MPL or sorry FQPL games scheduled there, so I'm not sure. We're not sure why or what happened, but yeah, the bottom the bottom line is at the moment, yeah, we we wish uh, the the person that was injured, you know, all the best. Hopefully that you know we heard serious condition. We don't know much more about that, but we hope that yeah they recover and that you know it's yeah it's just it's just a really really bad situation. It's this sort of stuff you don't want to be reporting on. Absolutely, more well, we won't report on it any further. We hope he's, hope this individual is okay and that everything turns out all right. We'll move on, Adam, to your performer of the week. Yep, my performer of the week, as I alluded to before, goes to Tegan Van Vetchel from Peninsula Power for her 40-yard bomb um, in the 70, 78th minute in that game against Southwest Queensland Thunder, which then seemed to spark the rally. Um, that that's uh, yeah, so it was four 0 at that point, and end up being four three. So you know, for that performance alone, um, for what has been sort of a very very tough season for the potential power women, um, look, yeah, that Tegan gets my uh, performer of the week. I very much dislike you because that's exactly who my performer looked like. When I saw that goal, that has to be 
my performance of the week, Sam Riggard's hat-trick for Rochester Rovers on Saturday night was superb, but that strike, if I'm sure it'll be out on all social media platforms in the next 24 hours. I implore you to go and have a look at that. It's an absolutely perfect, perfect strike, and there's no goalkeeper going to save that anyway. Yeah, no, men or women, that was just a perfectly timed strike. Look, win assist or not, doesn't matter. It's a, a, a great goal. Absolutely. So that'll do it for this, this truncated edition of the MPL Sunday show. The other is to kick off in about 10 minutes' time. So we're looking forward to bringing you coverage for that one, along with over the next seven minutes, have plenty of MPL, MPLW, FQPL action over the next seven days, including back to our regular format of show next weekend. Adam, for now, thanks for joining me. Yep, thanks, Scott. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the MPL Sunday show. We'll talk to you all once again next weekend.